This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Astro Line. Astro Line. Astro Line. Carbach Brewing Company presents Sports Talk 790 Astro Line. Astro Line. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. That ball is gone. Four consecutive league championship series. Live from Plucker's Wing Bar on Shepard. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. Greetings from Pluckers Wing Bar, 1400 Shepherd near downtown Houston. This is Astroline, the first of the 2020-2021 offseason presented by Carbach Brewing Company. I'm Robert Ford, pleased to be joined by Steve Sparks. Good to what? see you, Steve. Good to see you, too. Uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I did. Uh, spent a lot of time with our family. We're yes. We're uh, in close quarters with our families these days, aren't okay. we? Okay. You know, these multifamily gatherings are kind of being frowned upon right now. So you got to be a little careful. Nope. Just and my family. All right. And uh, I'm kind of sick of them. <laughs> I think uh, there are many people who echo those same sentiments. A lot of people who, you know, thought they liked their kids and liked their spouses before all this uh, pandemic stuff happened. Maybe not so sure now. You know, I, I think I meant they're sick of me. Oh, well, that's, that's a given. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's true that's in normal yeah. times. I mean, that's... Let's, let's be let's be honest about that. But, you know, it's been, uh, you know, the offseason pretty much just got started when mm-hmm. you think about it. Uh, end of October was when the World Series ended. And uh, the latest news, the uh, non-tender deadline came and went yesterday. There was an expectation because of what's been going on economically in the game and also just overall trends in oh, baseball yeah. that there would be uh, more players non-tender than usual. And just to quickly explain, not if you get non-tender, those are for players who aren't eligible for free agency yet, mostly guys eligible for arbitration, so guys with uh, fewer than six years of service time, so a lot of younger players for mm-hmm. the most part. Uh, so I, I believe the number is 59 players non-tendered and a lot more accepted deals before the non-tender deadline because they were afraid they might get non-tender. Right. And the majority of those are relief pitchers. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that, that makes a lot of sense. But the other thing is, is when you look at the Astros' needs, and you're looking at maybe a backup catcher, possibly an outfielder or two, mm-hmm. you know, we're just kind of thinking ahead a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of options now, yeah. which is kind of exciting. You know, you did. I kind of thought you know, when I was looking at the impending free agents coming into the offseason, that there was going to be slim pickings, but it's much broader these days, and I think the Astros are in good shape in, the, in that direction. And you know what's also going to be interesting, too, is because, I mean, it's, it's out there, and we talk about it with Astros general manager James Click, who you'll hear from a little later, about, you know, Major League Baseball has, the number that's been thrown out there is $2 billion of losses uh, for the industry for 2020. Uh, so, and I, I mean, I don't think there's any team that didn't face some losses with games without fans and uh, everything that, that went on 
uh, the, to try and make baseball possible. Fewer games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are a lot of teams that are, it sounds like, aren't going to spend a whole lot of money. At least that's what they're saying publicly. Uh, but there's still going to be an opportunity if you know, you're a team that's willing to spend money and how much you, you're willing to spend. Maybe you won't have to spend as much as you would in a normal offseason because, like you said, there's so many guys out there and the market is flooded with, with some guys who could potentially help. Well, whose cupboard is bare? You know, and that's the teams that have not made the playoffs in the last few years. So I would imagine those teams aren't is, is willing to, to be players is the teams who have been to the playoffs in the last mm-hmm. few years who have been able to reap a little bit more uh, of the benefits of the, the financial situations that are going on in baseball these days. I know a lot of people uh, took losses this year. Mm-hmm. But, look, the Astros have been very good the last five or six years, and I think their cupboards are not bare, and I think they've got a chance to take advantage of teams who, who aren't going to be willing players. Absolutely. And, I mean, you think about the situation that the Astros are in. You know, nowadays when people talk about – Uh, baseball teams and their contention they talk about that window right Mm -hmm. and you look at where the Astros are right now uh, you know that window may be starting to close a little bit uh, but it's not completely closed there's there's still a lot of quality players regardless of what happens in free agency with guys like George Springer and Michael Brantley and 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 what happens with those guys whether they come back or not Uh, but yeah if you are uh, General Manager James Click, if you're owner Jim, Clay, Jim Crane, you may be thinking, hey, we want to keep this window open as long as we possibly can. So if there are some guys out there that we can pick up to keep that window open a little longer while some more young players come up through the system, uh, might be a good time to do that. The silver lining to that window, Robert, is what we saw last year. and We saw some surprises, mm-hmm. and we saw some really big things from some very young players coming into the league for the first time. We saw a million debuts, and we saw, you know, half of those 15 debuts turn out really good. And with that uh, out there, I think the approach becomes a little bit different for James Click. You feel you have a little bit of optimism uh, going into the offseason, knowing that you don't have to fill as many holes uh, I think the farm system's a little better than what a lot of people are giving credit for, especially pitching-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to have to run them in and out. You know, we, we've got a lot of things to talk about with, with James Click. We actually talked to him yesterday ahead of this uh, non-tender situation. So uh, we weren't able to talk specifics about some of the guys that are out there. But you and I were talking about before this show uh, some of the center fielders, mm-hmm. uh, some of the backup catchers that uh, might be available and it's very promising. It, it is very promising. And, you know, the Astros, they, they tendered all the, the players that they had to tender contracts to arbitration eligible. They tendered them all contracts yesterday. Uh, that includes Austin Pruitt, who I think was maybe the, the greatest chance of not being tendered. Right. Houston area native. Uh, you know, was hurt all last year. They were really counting on him coming into the year. But I was excited about that, by the way. So was I. It, in spring training last year, I know it was short, mm-hmm. but he was their best pitcher last spring training. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked I mean, great. He, he was the most consistent. He was dotting his fastball wherever he wanted. Uh, I think his upside is really good for this team. Right. And now, you know, there was a question as to, you know, how he'd recover from his injury and uh, in the press release the Astros sent out yesterday, they were saying, you know, they're hoping to have Pruitt back early in, 20, in the yeah. 2021 season. So that's encouraging. He's in the fold. And, uh, you know, we don't know what, you know, what, what we're, we're going to see from him. But the fact that the Astros are willing him to tender a contract, I think, means that they're optimistic about what he can 
give this team next year. I am too. You know, and, and you guys go through the rehab process, and I think there's so much protocol in place now that you feel really good about com- guys coming out of those on the other end uh, in a really good spot. And I think Austin Pruitt's a hard worker, but I also think uh, he's, he's going to be a valuable piece to this uh, pitching staff for the year. Uh, don't, don't go to sleep on this. Mm-hmm. That was a very short season last year. Right. And a lot of injuries take place when you bump somebody's innings too much. You right. know, we, we've talked about guys going to, you know, a situation if they've bumped their innings up 15, 20 percent that, uh, you know, there's a there's a yellow flag. So you have to start to to wonder. And with that being said, they're going to need a lot of pitchers this year. They're going to need to uh, find somebody who can uh, garner some innings to take the pressure off of a lot of pitchers. And it's at times they're going to have to probably put somebody on the shelf for a month just to just to make sure that they can stay healthy and, and maybe go for another postseason push. Right. It's the holiday season, and you can hit a home run this holiday season with a home run holiday plan. Choose between 6 or 12 games in the upper or lower bowl and receive a special Astros holiday ornament with your purchase. Take a redemption for the flexible plan. will be in March 2021. Visit Astros.com slash ticket plans to learn more. We'll hear from Astros general manager James Click coming up as Astroline continues live from Plucker's Wing Bar near downtown Houston, 1400 Shepherd, and on the Houston Astros radio network. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! Discover the Palm Beaches. Experience legendary hospitality in Florida's golf capital with special rates at the area's best resorts. Miles of uncrowded beaches stretch from Jupiter to Boca Raton. Small cities and beach towns are waiting for you to explore. More than 160 sun-soaked golf courses are inviting you to play. Start planning your next trip at thepalmbeaches.com. Two-strike pitch. Ground ball left side to his left. Correa to second for one. Altuve on the first in time, and that is the ball game. There will be a game seven as the Houston Astros defeat the Tampa Bay Rays by a final score of seven to four. Altuve on the pivot. Got off a good, strong throw. They're going to take a look at it just in case. You can't blame them. We're going to go to a game seven after falling down three to nothing to the Rays. And that is indeed what happened last season. Welcome back to Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company coming to you live from Plucker's Wing Bar, 1400 Shepherd near downtown Houston. Robert Ford joined once again by Steve Sparks as the Astros became just the second team in Major League Baseball history to force a Game 7 after falling down three games to none in a best-of-seven series, doing that in the ALCS. Unfortunately, it came up short in Game 7 against Tampa Bay. But uh, And, you know, we talk about this a little bit with James Click, and you're, you're going to hear that here momentarily about how, you know, we were all wondering 
how are things going to look once this team gets to the postseason, you know, under 500 during the regular season at 29 and 31? Right. Who is going to show up? And, I mean, by and large, even though they didn't get back to the World Series, got to the ALCS for a fourth straight year, only a handful of teams have ever done that, we saw the Astros really show up in the postseason. We knew it was in there. Yeah. We just didn't see it, especially the last two weeks of the season. They mm-hmm. looked dead. Right. And finishing up 29 and 31, a couple of games under 500. I, I was really wondering if they were going to be able to show up and in, in even, you know, make some kind of a showing in the playoffs, let alone beat the Minnesota Twins, the Oakland A's, and take Tampa Bay to the, the seventh game of the championship series. It was great. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. the, the playoffs last year were a lot of fun, gives you a lot of hope, and just makes you wonder really psychologically what that was doing to the players throughout the, the entire season last year, how much that affected them. And we'll find out soon enough, I, I would imagine. I think so, too. All right, we're going to hear from Astros general manager James Click. Got a chance to chat with him yesterday via Zoom. And uh, here is our conversation with James Click. First of all, James, thanks for, for joining us. And, uh, you know, a lot of people... I'm sure you get this question. I know everybody in baseball gets this question. It's like, oh, the off season, you get a you get a chance to relax and, and kick back a little bit. But it's not like that, especially as the general manager. And it seems like the uh, off season gets shorter and shorter every year, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it's it's funny. I you know used to have uh, neighbors back in Florida who uh, every year would would make that same comment about you know, hey, are you guys going to take some time off? Hey, are you going to you know take a vacation? Uh, and every year had to remind them that uh, no, the off season for the front office in a lot of ways is is uh, is the opposite. Um, usually. Uh, August, September are, are times when you can get a few longer-term projects done because those are usually months where you um, you can't make trades and, and you can't um, you can't do too much to help the major league team. But um, you know, as soon as the World Series ends, five days later, uh, you know the markets markets open and uh, the bell rings and we try to get after it. You know, you you took over as the general manager not too long before <laughs> phone's ringing off the hook. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to put the phone on silent because otherwise it's going to be an interrupted interview. Well, if you have a chance to sign somebody and you have to do that rather than this interview, we will we will completely understand if you're going to sign three sign Springer or get JT Real Muto. Well, we won't hold that against you. Uh, um, noted. <laughs> you, you know, you took, you took over as general manager not too long before spring training. It was kind of a, a baptism by fire for you. And as we just said, you know, there's, there really is no offseason. But do you kind of start to feel like now, I mean, it was a crazy year for a lot of reasons, but – you find finally feel like you're kind of getting your feet under you now, finally, and 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 have a little bit more familiarity with the organization and, and what you want to do now. Yeah, inevitably, every day you're going to get a little bit more comfortable. You're going to get a little bit more used to the relationships, uh, a little bit more used to the rhythms of of the office and the group here. Um, but that said, I you know I don't I don't know if I'll ever feel like I fully have my feet underneath me, um, and and that's probably a good thing. I mean, you know, if you get comfortable you get complacent and if you get complacent you stop fighting for that edge so um, from from my perspective obviously you know i'm going to lean very heavily on the the staff that we have here we have a a lot of very talented uh, people in the front office and want to give them an opportunity to show what they can do Um, and getting more comfortable with those relationships every day is going to benefit all of us but we are always going to be pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to find that next advantage to put this franchise in a position to compete for a championship James, you talk about it being a, a weird year last year, but who were we watching? Were we watching the 29 and 31 team? 
Or were you watching uh, what more of like, like what we saw in the playoffs? Do you know? Well, I hope we see the team that showed up in playoffs. And that's, um, that was something that all the guys reinforced to me and to Dusty throughout the season was just get this team in the playoffs, just get us in there. We'll show you what we can do. And, and I've had a lot of conversations with players and coaches since the season has ended. And in quite a few of them, you know, coaches especially would say, guys, it's just, it's not that easy. You can't just get into the playoffs and then all of a sudden turn it on, but you got to give this team a lot of credit. They, they did just that. And some guys who had some regular seasons that I think that they would be the first ones to acknowledge they were disappointed with were getting some pretty big hits and some pretty big outs for us in the playoffs. And so we obviously have to balance the two of them. We can't, uh, we can't expect the team to, to perform like they did in the playoffs necessarily over 162, but we also don't think that the regular season with everything that went on with everything that was different is representative of how good this team is. We, we intend to put a, put a team out there on the field in 2021 that's going to compete for a division championship and, and hopefully get in the playoffs again and, and turn it on just like they did. So you're in the middle of your busy season, and, and if you lump these together as priorities, would it be starting pitching, uh, outfield, or, or relief pitching do you think uh, needs the most help? Well, the, the trick of this is that I think all three of them kind of have to be the, the priority at the same time. And yeah. so we, we are chasing down every opportunity that, that we can find in, in all three of those areas. Um, there are going to be some areas where the market is going to move more quickly. I think we've seen the starting pitching market move yeah. uh, more quickly than the rest of the market so far. And so the question is, do you, do you get in on that? Do you try to go grab something before maybe the, the rest of the market moves? Or do you think that that's just the, the front of the market moving and then the rest of it will, will take a little longer? So it's always a question of balancing, doing something that makes sense right now and getting some of the, the holes in the team filled and, and doing some of your shopping before Christmas. Or do you want to kind of wait and see what the market will bring and what unexpected things will happen later in the winter. And so we are, we're trying to balance those two things of being aggressive early, but at the same time, making sure that we are ready to make some decisions later in the winter as things that we don't anticipate and can't anticipate come to fruition. Okay. What, when you look at the, the market and I mean, obviously it's still pretty early. You mentioned some guys are already off the board, particularly starting pitching. Uh, do you see it as being, for the Astros maybe could be more fruitful going the trade route or the, or the free agency route? Well, it's always a balance of the two. And this is going to be a very interesting winter, I think for, for a lot of teams. And so it's requiring even more conversation with, with other teams to see what their needs are and, and what their direction is going to be going forward. And some of that is also based on some of the uncertainty around the game in general, in terms of, you know, what, uh, what are the playoffs look like in, in 2021? Are we going to continue to have expanded playoffs? Are we going to continue to have the DH in the National League? And so we're putting in the time and the effort to try to nail down as many of those variables as we can. And the more that, that we can put, uh, put a value on, the more that we can isolate that kind of stuff, the more that we can figure that out, that will tend to shift us, you know, to the free agent market or back to the trade market or, or vice versa. So, um, and the, these things change daily. I mean, uh, with the Japanese series ending uh, a week ago, now we've got a lot of guys that are getting posted from, from Asia. So we have to factor those into the equation as well. And so this is part of the reason that 
we are probably taking things a little bit more slowly in some areas is because there are going to be some players that are going to be available that maybe we didn't anticipate being available. Uh, I believe the number is $2 billion that Major League Baseball has said that it lost over the 2020 season uh, as an industry. And obviously, you know, playing without fans, playing uh, just 60 game season, playing postseason games at neutral sites, mostly without fans, all is going to, to have an impact on, on the finances and economics. Uh, as far as the, the Astros go, what uh, impact, if any, do you think that could have and just the economic situation that baseball finds itself in, uh, and also with the uncertainty of next year, how much of that an effect that will have on, on the market and on what the Astros might be able to do? Well, obviously, on some level, you have to factor that in. But at the same time, we have a team that we think is ready to compete for a World Series. We have a starting rotation that I think we feel very good about. We have an infield that we obviously feel very good about. We had some guys in the bullpen step up this year and, and jump into some roles that uh, I think if we're being honest, we wouldn't anticipate them being ready for uh, as soon as they were. And so our focus right now is on adding pieces that we need to add to this team to put it in a position, the best position it can be in for, for 2021, while also balancing the fact that we need to keep the long term of this franchise uh, in mind as well. And so Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully these vaccines uh, continue to uh, to come out there and be effective and can be manufactured and we can all get back to normal. And, and so we are focused on on putting this team in the best position it can be for, for 2021 while also not putting ourselves in a position where we're not going to be ready to go in 22 and 23 and 24 and et cetera. James, does that change your approach any of this offseason with the emergence of Javier and Paredes and, and Andre Scrub and those guys? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think if you had asked us at some point early in the season, you know, maybe after Verlander and Osuna got hurt, what is your priority going to be this, this off season? Yeah. Uh, we would have, we would have said, you know, a, a lot of pitching, but at the same time, having Blake Taylor, having scrub, having Anoli Paredes, having Brooks Rayleigh, I, I mean, you can go on and on and on down the line. I, you know, I, I always hate listing players names off because I realized afterwards that I forgot two or three guys because uh, it, it was a total team effort. These guys stepped up this year. Uh, we added five pitchers to the to the roster before the Rule Five deadline that um, we think can help us in, in the near future. Uh, obviously, you know we've still got Forrest Whitley out there to provide uh, another layer in the starting rotation, and hopefully he can force our hand and, and get himself in there. So, uh, you know, having Javier and, and all of these other guys on the roster changes changes your priority. Maybe it allows you to be a little bit more aggressive on the position player side because you feel a little bit better about the pitching depth. But we also know with, with pitching, you can have five starting pitchers and it can turn into three uh, in, in a heartbeat. So we do need to prioritize making sure that we recognize that we can't just get through the season with just five starting pitchers. Uh, and, and we need to be prepared for, for having some backup plans there. And, and hopefully they're guys that are already in the organization and they're ready to step up and compete. But, um, you know, we'll obviously do our job to try to see if there's others out there that we can go get. Well, if you got to have those backup plans, they're going to be close by now, right? You know, from Round Rock to Sugar Land, you guys are just 25 minutes at the road. Uh, what are the benefits of having the AAA team so close by in, in the suburbs? Yeah, I think you nailed it. Just the the consistency also from a player's perspective. These these guys who, you know, if they're on the roster uh, the first year or two, a lot of times they will take two or three trips up and down to the minors as, yeah. as we make, you know, roster moves over the course of the season. And 
being able to just have a single place of residence in, in Houston, you know, maybe halfway between Houston and Sugarland is mm. a huge benefit for these guys. They don't have to pack up. They don't have to live out of a suitcase. You know, you can get used to the neighborhood. You can get used to, uh, you know, where you're living. I, I don't think you can overstate the benefits of, of that sort of stability, especially for some of these young kids who are just breaking into their major league careers. And so, Obviously, we're excited about the partnership with the, with the Skeeters. We're excited about the facility. We're excited about the improvements that we can make to it. But the, the proximity and the stability that it provides for our young players and, and for our staff, honestly, uh, are, are huge benefits for us. Yeah, you mentioned the staff. And, I mean, I, I would have to thank you. It has to help you and others in the front office uh, be able to to see more of the minor league guys, particularly at not just Sugarland, but also Corpus Christi. That's three hours away. When you have your core coordinators, that makes it just makes everything that much easier, doesn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. And selfishly, for me, it means that I can go see the AAA team and and get home and still see my family that that same night. I mean, those of us who uh, have gone to to see minor league teams know that usually what happens is you're out there for three, four, five days, and that's that's another road trip, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it puts a strain on on the families for the front office. But you know the the ability for our big league coaches to, if they want to, maybe go see some of the AAA guys during the day before maybe a night game or on an off day or something like that is another benefit. Obviously, we were happy with Round Rock and, and really appreciate everything that they did for us. And you know, I personally never got a chance to get out there because uh, you know because of the pandemic and everything that happened this season. But you know, you talk to people around here who had the experiences with with Round Rock and, and sing, they, they sing the praises of, of that group and that organization, but the opportunity to have a, a partnership with the Skeeters and the geographic advantages and, and the facility advantages was just too much to pass up on. Yeah, you mentioned uh, adding guys to the 40-man roster, five guys added uh, ahead of that, that Rule 5 draft deadline, um, so they're, they're going to be protected from that. Uh, of course, you know, these were guys who didn't pitch in or didn't play in the big leagues last year and didn't play in the minor leagues either since there was no minor league season. How much more difficult did that make some of those decisions in terms of just figuring out who to protect on the 40-man? Well, you just have to rely on your staff that much more. And you have to rely on, on the guys who know these kids, the, the scouts who sign them, the coaches who have been around them, uh, the, the people who know the work ethic who know what these kids are, are capable of when when things get back to normal and so there were a couple of kids that were coming back from injuries and so we had to factor that in as well but one of the advantages of having a lot of the technology that we have in the game these days is that you can do player assessments without necessarily having to see them in as many live games as maybe you would have five or, or ten years ago and so we try to take advantage of, of much of that as well but this all comes back to trusting your people, trusting your staff, your scouts, your coaches, your other front office members to say, these are the guys that we need to protect. And then you also have to factor in that sometimes the best way to protect these young kids is actually not to add them to the roster. Because if you don't add them uh, and another team takes them in the rule five, that other team has to keep them in the majors for the entire season. Whereas if you add them to the roster, uh, you, you can, send them to the minors. And so if later on you need a roster spot, another team can claim them on waivers and send them to the minors. And so in a, in a weird way, not putting guys on the roster sometimes is the, is the best way to, to protect them and keep, or, you know, we say protect, I, I, what I mean is keep them in the organization. Um, 
And also, you don't want to rush some of these kids. Um, a lot of these kids get put on the roster because teams are worried about losing them in the Rule 5, and then they burn through their minor league options before they're ready to be a, a contributor at the major league level. And so it's it's a balance of all of these factors trying to make that, that decision about whether to put these kids on the roster. And so, you know, just because somebody was, was not added to the roster doesn't mean we think any less of them. It, it may be one of these other factors that, that came into play that forced our hand. And by adding those five guys, you now I, I believe have 38 on your roster, so two spots open. Does that make it a little more difficult to be players in the Rule Five draft next week? No, with the, with the two open spots, we'll we'll be aggressive uh, and, and take a look at, at guys who will make sense for us. But at the same time, anybody that you add, you know, you can't take them off for the rest of the winter. They have to get a tryout in spring training, and then if we want to keep them in the organization, they have to be on the active major league roster, that twenty six man roster, for the entire season. And so when you are competing for a championship and, and every roster spot is critical, you need yeah. to have 26 guys that can contribute and help you win games right now. Sometimes it's a little bit more difficult for us to, to take those players on when maybe the reason that they're not on the roster is because their previous organization doesn't feel like they're quite ready to contribute at the major league level yet. And so again, that, that goes back to that, that game of, Who's ready? When are they ready? Can you have them on the roster? You know, is it going to force your hand elsewhere? What are the costs of that, et cetera? So we try to factor that all in, but with the two empty roster spots right now, we, we will definitely take a hard look at the rule five and see if there's guys that can help us win in 2021. You mentioned protecting somebody on the roster. Peter Solomon falls into that category that was hurt last year. And I just keep thinking about last year that was so abbreviated and you had some injuries. Uh, how are you guys going to look at limiting uh, pitchers' innings going forward in a, in a full season? Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating question. Unfortunately, we have we have medical personnel and we have coaches yeah. who have some experience with this, um, and it's also something interesting about these guys that are that are maybe coming over from from Asia where they were able to play a full season. You know, oh, do yeah. you think that these guys who played more games over there or willing to give you or able to give you uh, more more bulk in, in 2021 than some of these guys that were limited to 60, 70 innings or something like that. But, you know, we're, we're going to take a hard look at it, but we have, we have some very smart people in the medical field who are going to keep an eye on these kids uh, over the course of the season and make sure that when they get to that point, when they're getting to 120, 130, 140 innings, when it's a, a real increase over the previous year, mm -hmm. that we can make sure that they're not doing anything to put themselves in harm's way. All right, we'll have more with James Click, Astros General Manager, as AstroLine continues right after this. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! Discover the Palm Beaches. Experience legendary hospitality in Florida's golf capital with special rates at the area's best resorts. Miles of uncrowded beaches stretch from Jupiter to Boca Raton. Small cities and beach towns are waiting for you to explore. More than 160 sun-soaked golf courses are inviting you to play. Start planning your next trip at thepalmbeaches.com. 3-2 again. And Alvarez hits it in the air to left field. Looking up is Gordon. And see you later! 
Turner. A three-run home run for Jordan Alvarez. Welcome back. And the Astros lead it four to one. Wow, what an impact bat for the Astros. Welcome back, Jordan Alvarez. A bomb into the Landry's Crawford boxes. And the Astros take that lead right back. And welcome back to Astroline, presented by Carbach Brewing Company, coming to you live from Plucker's Wing Bar, 1400 Shepherd, near downtown Houston. Hey, make your mark on the park with a personalized baseball for the Houston Together commemorative baseball wall at Minute Maid Park. Choose your color, customize, and check it out next season at the ballpark. To learn more or get yours today, visit astros.com slash baseball wall. Robert Ford joined by Steve Sparks. Man, it was so exciting to get Jordan Alvarez back, what wasn't a tease. it? He dealt, he dealt with... Uh, you know, dealt with COVID-19 and yeah. uh, wasn't cleared for baseball activity until uh, opening day. Uh, but, yeah, it was a you know, grand opening, grand closing. As he wound up having <laughs> knee surgery on both knees, but that's been a chronic problem for him. So I, I know the hope is that now he can put those knee issues behind him and, and, and move forward. Yeah, he's such an impact on this entire team. And when you look at some of the other players when he's in the lineup, mm -hmm. and, and I'm talking especially about Yuli Gurriel, what Yuli does when – Jordan Alvarez is in the lineup is exponentially better than what he does without him. So uh, the impact he has to get him back in there next year, uh, hopefully for 450 at-bats or, or something like that, is going to be great to watch. I mean, he's still very young, get those knees taken care of, and maybe play a little bit in the field as well. Not only are we excited about seeing Jordan Alvarez back in the Astros lineup, so is Astros general manager James Click, who gave us an update on Jordan's recovery from his knee surgeries. First of all, he's, he's doing great. He is getting after his rehab. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he posts those videos on social media. We, we get some, some of those videos and some other ones just to keep an eye on him. Uh, it's obviously a little tricky keeping an eye on players on rehab, given everything else that's, that's going on in the world right now. But the, the videos are great. Um, all the reports are, are great that he is really getting after it. And I think anybody that's been through injury rehab before knows that you know the surgery is is only step one and, and where you can really make a difference and, and set yourself up for success is by getting after that rehab and uh the effort that he, he's putting in is is uh is impressive so uh he is on track to be fully ready to go for spring training which is obviously uh, tremendous news to have his bat back in the lineup and in terms of what that means for outfield you know we're gonna wait and see we're gonna wait and see what his, uh, what his rehab leads to, um, and obviously talk to our medical personnel and, and him and ask him, you know, how are you feeling? Is this something that you feel like you can do on a regular basis? And uh, yeah, if we, can, if we can get him out there, even if it's in the beginning, only a couple days a week, it, uh, it fills a big need. Now, Josh James was in the rotation to start last season and, you know, after two starts, wound up moving to the bullpen and had uh, more success there, was was in the bullpen in the, in the postseason. And that's kind of been a question about Josh James, you know, the last couple of years or so going into the season. Is, is he a reliever? Is he a starter? Uh, do you feel like there's a little bit more clarity in terms of, of what Josh James' role could be after, uh, you know, what we saw last year? Not necessarily. I think right now our focus is making sure that he's fully recovered from the hip surgery that he had. Right. Um, and, and he is, he's another guy who's, uh, he's got a longer rehab in front of him. We don't anticipate that he'll be ready for opening day, but hopefully soon thereafter, he'll be able to, uh, to get back out there. Um, a lot of it is going to be a conversation with him and, and, you know, what is, what is he able to do? What does he want to do? What is, what does he think that he can bring to the table? Um, I think that, 
with the stuff that he has, it's always going to be tempting to put that in the rotation. It's always going to be tempting to say, hey, what if we can get five, six, seven innings out of, out of this guy every fifth day? But at the same time, the, the value that he can provide in the bullpen of, of being a, a potential shutdown reliever late in the game is, is real as well. And so, you know, we'll, we'll have a conversation with him. We'll have a conversation with Strami and Josh, obviously, and, and try to figure out what's the best way to maximize his potential. I want to ask you about Yuli Gurriel. So the last few years before you got here, I mean, you watch Yuli Gurriel, and I'd be hard-pressed to think of, of anybody on that offense that you would want up uh, in a clutch situation. And we saw his first really prolonged slump as, as a Houston Astro, and it lasted for quite a while. Are we watching an aging player, or was there something going on physically, mechanically, that gives you a, a positive vibe about him next year? Well, I mean, I think the positive vibe is just who he is as a person and how good of a hitter he's been for, yeah. for how long uh, he's been a good hitter. Obviously, it's going to be incredibly difficult to draw conclusions based on the season that we just had. I mean, we already talked about, you know, were we watching a, a 29 and 31 team or, we, or were we watching a team that, you know, got to the game seven of the ALCS? Uh, yeah. and, and so without fans in the stands, without that energy in the ballpark, without, you know, that, that, that emotion that comes with those kind of uh, situations, I think it's incredibly difficult to assess how guys are going to play going forward. Um, and it, it, when, when you're faced with that, I think that all of us want to lean on sort of the longer track record that we have with these guys. Uh, and it's not just Yuli. There were a lot of guys who, had regular seasons that that I think that they again would be the first to admit wasn't what they were used to and what they think they're capable of and some of that is just being in these empty ballparks and and I know obviously our, our fans didn't get a chance to experience it I, I cannot tell you how weird it was and, and that was just me sitting you know in the stands or, or, or upstairs a little bit you know that that lack of, of energy from the crowd uh, for me was really noticeable and I know it was for the players as well so you know, we'll, we'll obviously, um, you know, see, see what the new year brings, but um, I, I think it's really hard to draw conclusions based on a 60-game season in, in that scenario in particular. Well, Dusty leaned on Martin Maldonado quite a bit last year, and I think in a 162-game schedule anyway, you'd be hard-pressed to, to think a catcher could keep that up for that long. But it was so important because he had so many young pitchers to have somebody like him in there, and I get that, but – it'd be kind of ludicrous to think he could do that in, in the course of a full season. You got Garrett Stubbs on the roster and that's it. Uh, you're going to go, you're going to go after some experience, I would imagine. Well, I mean, if you ask Martin, he said he's, you know, he's yeah. ready to catch 180, 190 games next year. So uh, right. we're, we're banking on that and uh, we'll just see, we'll see what else we need. It, plus, I mean, Maybe it's a free roster spot if you only need one catcher, right? That's right. So, um, no, it, it, look, the, the catching position is obviously you know, pretty brutal physically on these guys. Um, we 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 believe in Stubbs. We like Stubbs. Uh, he's yeah. he's a young guy. You know, these young guys maybe uh, can surprise you. Dusty always likes to talk about his surprise guys in spring training, uh, and maybe Stubby's one of those guys for us this year. But at the same time. We will definitely keep an eye on the market as we do for all these positions. And, um, you know, having some depth there, I think, is the prudent course of action, just given what we know happens to catchers over the course of 162 years. You know, you mentioned Dusty Baker. What, and I know it's still relatively early in the offseason, but what has the communication been like between the two of you? Do you talk a lot about potential 
uh, roster construction and things like that that uh, as the offseason has has continued? Yeah, uh, although Dusty just got back from a, a 10 day trip to Hawaii. So most of our conversations over the past uh, week or so have been him sending me pictures from the farmer's market and uh, telling me what he's gonna, what he's going to cook that night. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here in Houston. It's a you know cold and rainy day today. So uh, I, I tried not to call him too much because I didn't want to hear about the weather in Hawaii. But uh, no, we we, uh, we talk, um, if not every day, definitely a, a couple times a week, um, you know, knowing knowing what he thinks of, of the roster of the players uh it, it's critical and this is a this is a partnership and i don't want to go out there and start chasing down a trade or a free agent that you know you get maybe a little ways down the road and, and dusty says well you know hold on did you think about x y and z or or hey i, I know that player and, and that's guy that maybe um you know you don't want in the clubhouse for for whatever reason and so um, I'm going to lean heavily on, on Dusty and his expertise and his uh, his knowledge of the game and the players. Uh, and, and then beyond that, like he just he knows everybody in baseball. And so if you need to know a little bit about some of these guys that are out there, because if you're making a trade or if you're signing a free agent, you're, you're signing a, a person and you're signing a family. And, you know, Dusty knows uh, if he doesn't know them personally, he knows somebody who does. And so obviously I'm going to going to get that information and, and put that into the calculus before we make any moves. You know, when you talk about making moves, obviously there are free agents who have qualifying offers attached to them. There are free agents who don't. The ones who do, uh, you know, you, you lose a, a draft pick if you sign them. Of course, the Astros do not have a first or second round pick in the 2021 draft. Does that make you a little more wary of guys who have that, that qualifying offer attached to them and the potential loss of a, another pick? Yeah, it's always a sliding scale. You know, if, if you can quantify what that, that draft pick is, and actually we would, because we were technically over the line on the competitive balance tax, we would lose our, our second overall pick in 2022 uh, and our fourth round pick uh, this year uh, in 2021. And so as we're trying to make sure that the farm system continues to pump out talent, you know, those picks are critical to, to that effort. And so signing a, a player who is going to result in you losing two draft picks and, and beyond that also a million dollars in international spending money. So, you know, the, the, the CBA is in place to incentivize certain behavior and we have to take that into account before we make decisions. But at the same time, it's a sliding scale. If you can sign these guys who turned down qualifying offers uh, for, for less than, than maybe somebody who didn't, uh, you have to try to determine, is that difference worth uh, the draft picks, the draft picks and, and the international signing money that, that you would have to sacrifice. Hey, if everything keeps going the, uh, in, in the right direction, say we get the vaccines and the pandemic starts to slow and we're starting to flatten the curve, what would spring training uh, start to look like, you think? Oh, that's a, that's a great thing to think about. Um, you know, right now we are planning on being in West Palm Beach uh, in, in early February uh, as scheduled. And it may be a situation where it's it's a slow process of, of opening things up. It, it, the okay. vaccines rightly should go to the, the workers, the medical workers who are, who are on the front lines. Uh, and then after that, I mean, honestly, they probably ought to go to the high risk people as well. I'm, I'm not um, in a position to say like who deserves this thing or who needs it or, or where it should go first. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll be patient, um, you know, whenever we can, we can get it. I, I know that we'll be excited about a, a little bit more, uh, freedom and, and looseness, uh, you know, as far as 
social distancing and, and being able to hang out. That's that's something that um, that we're all looking forward to, and that Dusty and I have, have talked a lot about. Uh, just the lamenting the fact that we didn't get to know the players and, uh, and their families in particular uh, this year, but. You know, right now we're planning on spring training being uh, as scheduled in early February, and if that means it's it's still wearing masks and it's still doing some social distancing, uh, while we kind of wait for for our turn uh, when it's appropriate for baseball, uh, then then we'll do that. But um, that's our that's our plan right now. And I'm crossing my fingers for a return uh, of a couple of guys, uh, Gary Pettis and Joe Smith. What can you tell me about them? Gary's doing great. Um, and, you know, he's been assured by uh, by his doctors that um, you know, even if he's still undergoing treatment, that uh, he sh- his his uh, his right arm and his left arm will still be able to uh, to kind of do that windmill <laughs> motion. He'll, he'll be fine as far as that's concerned. So uh, he's uh, he's in good spirits. Uh, obviously, it was awesome to see him uh, in the playoffs, even yep. from afar. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he, he's doing great. I, I talked to him. Uh, week or two ago uh and, and he's in he's in great spirits and um actually just talked to joe smith earlier today and um you know that he's uh he's enjoying the off season but he's trying to figure out how to get uh get ready to go because um you know he's obviously had a longer a longer layoff than uh than everybody else but uh he's excited he's excited to uh to get back out there and, and right. join the team again um you know and, and i think he's mostly excited about getting down to florida and getting out of ohio and getting away from the snow yeah Certainly can understand that. James Click, we're certainly looking forward to a 2021 season that uh, hopefully will be more like the seasons we're accustomed to being around. I think everybody in baseball feels that way, but certainly thanks for joining us. And uh, uh, it's just nice to be another day closer to to whatever the new normal looks like, right? Yeah, 100%. It, it can't get here fast enough. So, uh, you know, don't let, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out of 2020. <laughs> Great stuff from Astros general manager James Click. Hey, come see Minute Maid Park this holiday season and get a behind-the-scenes look at the ins and outs of the stadium from the dugout and press box of the warning track and manual scoreboard. We guarantee you've never seen Minute Maid Park like this. Book your tour today at astros.com slash tours. Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company live from Plucker's Wing Bar and 1400 Shepherd will continue on the Houston Astros radio network. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! Discover the Palm Beaches. Experience legendary hospitality in Florida's golf capital with special rates at the area's best resorts. Miles of uncrowded beaches stretch from Jupiter to Boca Raton. Small cities and beach towns are waiting for you to explore. More than 160 sun-soaked golf courses are inviting you to play. Start planning your next trip at thepalmbeaches.com. Join the Astros Virtual Buddies Club today. For $25, we'll ship a buddy's backpack, socks, hat, and lanyard right to your door. Virtual Buddies will also have the opportunity to be selected for exclusive virtual experiences that are continuing throughout the offseason. Visit astros.com buddies for more information. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks back for one final segment on Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Uh, and we're coming to you live from Plucker's Wing Bar, 1400 Shepherd. Our next show is coming up next Thursday. Uh, guest to be announced 
uh, but certainly don't want to miss that. We'll be here every Thursday. Oh, can we say that officially? Okay, so I just got word. This is breaking news. The guest on the Astro line next Thursday is going to be Dusty Baker, Astro's manager. So that'll be pretty cool. Uh, so it'll be good to hear from Dusty Baker. And we heard James Click, Steve, talk about, uh, you know, Baker had a little vacation in Hawaii and mm -hmm. was kind of getting sick of hearing from him because <laughs> uh, he was telling about all the stuff he was getting at the farmer's markets. And in the everything. good weather. Yeah, but I thought, you know, I thought it was interesting what, you know, because I asked James about, you know, what sort of communication he and Dusty have during the offseason about potential players. And, uh, you know, I like what James said about, you know, how, what a resource Dusty Baker is because he knows everybody in the game. Mm -hmm. He's been around a long time. He can, he can, he either knows information about guys or he can talk to someone who can get that information. Yeah, you're not going to have to worry about vetting somebody coming into your clubhouse and not being a, a good fit with this team. So that's good. Um, and I think James Click has a lot of ideas he hasn't been able to put into place yet. And I think we're going to see somebody this offseason be very creative. Uh, it sounded like he, he understands, like, all right, we've seen a few of the starting pitchers get signed early. Mm -hmm. Does he want in on that mix early? Or, or do you want to be patient and look for deals? Uh, but I think he's going to be active. I got the sense that he, he is going to be active and very creative this offseason, and he's going to make this team better. Aren't you looking forward to just seeing James Click put his stamp on the yeah. team? He hasn't really been able to do that yet. He got hired so That's late. Right. Uh, you know, the team was pretty much put together. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what he can do. I think there's a lot of potential there uh, for, for James and, and the, to, for him to, to do some things. And obviously, a lot of the philosophies that uh, he had with Tampa Bay, um, you know, are similar to philosophies the Astros have had in the past. So there is some, some melding of the minds there, but also, you know, everybody has, you know, not everybody does things the exact same way, even with the same information. Well, first of all, you have to take a look at your team's strengths, you know, and you go from there. But it seemed like Tampa liked to, to do the platoons in a lot of different mm -hmm. positions and rely on flexibility, have a different lineup uh, every single day. But uh, I don't think so with this team, this particular team with the Astros. You have your core you put them out there every single day, per perhaps, and uh, live with the consequences. But I think they're usually going to be very good uh, with this core of guys. Right. And, of course, the Astros have a little bit more money to spend generally than the Tampa Bay Rays, sure. too, which affects that as well. We'd like to thank everybody who made this broadcast possible tonight. Our studio producer is Bob Elliott. Our producer engineer is Matt Bolts. Thanks to everybody listening uh, throughout the Astros Radio Network and online. And also thanks to everybody who came out to Plucker's Wing Bar here on 1400 Shepherd. Thanks to Astros General Manager James Click for joining us as well. For Steve Sparks and Robert Ford saying so long, this has been Astroline presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Astroline. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astroline, the Astros' official off-season show presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Astroline. On Sports Talk 790, home of the Astros. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 